What is up, everybody? Good, uh, good Tuesday. We're uh, we're here with you on Tuesday instead of Monday. Uh, we had to work around our guests tonight, or we wanted to work around our guests tonight. We got Brandon Boykin, uh, former two-way standout for Georgia, played a little offense, played a lot of defense, played in the league. We're going to get into all of that stuff. Um, but before we get into anything else, Roos, what's going on with you, buddy? Man, just uh, got back from St. Louis this past weekend. Uh, had a real nice time out there. Got a chance to see Metallica, which was cool. Um, uh, Metallica is getting old. Is what I would say. Um, they, uh, it was that was pretty clear in going to that show. They did like, you know, you you think it's like a metal show, right? It's like, uh, you know, they're thrash or whatever you want to call them, Metallica. Um, they they dropped beach balls from the um, from the ceiling, and I did not understand that, man. I did not anticipate that. That was like a very Jimmy Buffett esque thing to do. Um, but the, the, you know, the, the songs were good. They sounded good. Um, the crowd was live, so it was good to, you know, just kind of get out and, and, uh, spend a weekend somewhere else and, um, and take it in. It was cool. How are you? Uh, how are you, by the way? You're, I know you're a bit infirmed. Not great. Not great. Uh, I, I, I have tested negative for just about everything. I've got something. I do know yeah. that I've got, I've got the itis somewhere, somehow, Flu, COVID, one or the other, I'm pretty sure. Honestly, I think it's the flu. I've taken too many negative COVID tests at this point. Um, they are everywhere. It looks like a pregnancy scare in my bathroom right now. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's wild. Uh, but listen, Brandon Boykin is with us. Before we do that real quick, I want to go ahead and mention um, our awesome partners over at Game Time. Uh, listen, Game Time, phenomenal app. Uh, you know, beautiful app, great app. It's amazing. Uh, you know, it's uh, listen, they do a great job over there, dude. The the, the interface on that app is phenomenal. Um, $20 off, uh, you know, terms apply of your first order of uh, of uh, it's a certain amount, I can't remember what it is, but either way, like you get $20 off and you order a couple of good tickets, basically. What's that? Yeah, I think it's like 150 yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, you, you get a couple dollars $20 off when you do a uh, really nice order there. Uh, a, co- a couple of good tickets gets you 20 bucks off. And um, ultimately, uh, they specialize in last minute. They You can get them a week ahead of time, two weeks ahead of time, doesn't matter. They're going to have you hooked up, and uh, we appreciate the folks over at Game Time. Go check it out now. You're going to want to catch this uh, two versus nine matchup inside Sanford Stadium on Saturday. And, uh, and and come on over to gametime.co or download the app. Get $20 off with your first order with the promo code DAWGS. Let's welcome on Brandon Boykin. Absolutely. What's up, dude? How's it going, man? What's up, you guys? How are y'all? Doing well. Doing well. Thanks uh, for joining us tonight, Brandon. Yeah, man, we appreciate it. We're glad we were able to get schedules to match up. I, um, you know, I talked with Chris Burnett and Brandon back in, you know, I guess it was last year, year before, and I felt like we had so much fun on that podcast. And you guys were telling me all about the, the 2011 uniforms for Boise State, um, the the yeah. way nothing shit and, and all of that stuff. It was so much fun, and I was like, man, we got to call them. Again. Chris calls them the Power Ranger uniform. Yeah, I, a lot of people so. did. Rightfully yeah. so. Yeah, a yeah, lot of folks yeah. did, but I ran into Brandon at uh, at um, you know Sanford Stadium here not too long ago. Um, I guess it was maybe at the start of this season. And he was like, "We got to do it again, man." So I definitely wanted to uh, to bring you on as soon as we could get you here. And uh, what's going on with you these days, man? What are you up to? What what are uh, what kind of uh, what kind of shenanigans is Brandon Boy can find himself uh, in? These- 
Oh man, um, I dabble in a little bit of everything. Um, I am, I, I'd say my biggest role is being a dad, like getting, bro, that's taking up majority of my time um, in, a, in a good way. Um, but um, obviously I'm still doing media stuff uh, with University of Georgia and, and WSB and I'm up there, you know, you see, like you said, you see me on Saturday, so I'm hanging out. Um, but really like post football, I, I kind of went media route, but I didn't, I, I, I went there and then I realized like, if you gotta, if you want to do this, you gotta do it like full, full, full time, you know? Yeah. And like, um, I've realized like my mindset that I'm wired to do a bunch of different things. And so I'm, I'm, I would call myself a serial entrepreneur. I'm just enjoying my time, man, and enjoying the retired athlete life and trying to get my golf game right and, and being a dad. So I, I really don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> it's a, it's a lot of a lot of everything. You know what's, well, what's that golf game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there what's, you go. Yeah. What's the hey, 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 y'all can come find out. Come come down here to to good old South Side of Atlanta. Uh, where my home courses are, because I ain't playing you anywhere else on, on the first time. <laughs> we can find out. But no, I, on a good day, I'm I'm uh I'm somewhere between 86 and 89, I think. Yeah, consistently around there. So we all right. No, I was Brandon. I was going to ask you. You know, you're you're doing the the media stuff, and like you said, you're kind of dabbling in a number of things. I guess what's been the most fun for you, man? What's been kind of the thing that you've kind of latched onto and that you've really enjoyed the most? I mean, yeah, I love media, man. I I, uh, I majored in journalism at University of Georgia, and so I knew, like, you know, post football, I wanted to be in that world in in some capacity. Um, and then, like, you know, while I was playing. I would train out on the West Coast. And so that gave me an opportunity to like be at NFL Network a lot. And and I like really enjoyed doing all of that. But I wanted it to, for me, I wanted to do something that's meaningful, right? Like, like I love Georgia. And so doing it specifically for Georgia with Zach and Aaron and WSB and doing, you know, being able to kind of stay really more connected to the program than I've ever been or ever thought I would be. Um, kind of because of that is is uh is really cool and so I'd say that like I think post football also like when I retired I kind of needed just like a, a hiatus from the game right so like I didn't really even want to follow football maybe for like a year or two and then um, and so now it's cool to like really uh, be back in it and like really be tied into to you know the mesh of of, of UGA again because it's a totally different field than like when when we were there, right? Like Kirby is it's it's a whole nother ball game and we can talk about that, but like it's it's a good it's a good time to be a dog, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. And you know it's funny the the you know the guy over here Hammer Time seventy two brings up how you were the original Philly dog, right? Um, you know that's yeah. that's one thing, but you know it reminded me of something else. You know pertinent to this past Saturday. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure you watched the game and, and kind of watched how that, you know, unfolded. And, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it reminds me of, you know, what Kamari Lasseter did last week is something you used to do um, every single Saturday was basically play corner, you know, come passing down, slide in and play star. What uh, what I wanted to ask you because, you know, intimate knowledge and everything there and all, and I'm sure the defense, especially coverage wise, were very similar. Um, you know, what, what, how tough was that? What was the, what was the challenge that Kamari was facing on Saturday, kind of dealing with, with playing those two separate positions there? 
Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that, you know, kind of gets overlooked. Like, like people really think that, you know, when you're a corner, you, you can you can play each position, right? Like the left corner can play the right corner. If you're a, a nickel, you can play safety and like that. It just doesn't work that way, right? And so when you find somebody that is versatile enough to play both at a high level, um, like you really need to pay attention to, to that person's um, skill set. And so for me, like, yeah, I, I slid in and played nickel on passing situations. But like, you know, 2009, 2010, 2011, offenses and defenses were like a whole lot less complex than they were now. <laughs> so so like if, if we're being honest, like Kamari is facing pro style offenses every Saturday. Right. And, 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 and Kirby's defense is a pro style defense with checks. And, you know, you get a motion and that changes the whole defense. And so for him to be able to do that like slide in and not just like cover the slot, right? But cover their best receiver. We're talking about Luther Burton the whole second half in, in the slot. Like that's that's a skill set that like I don't know if other teams have. And, and that's probably gonna benefit us, you know, later in the season. And even for him, like his draft stock probably just spiked when they realized like he could go into the slot at you know six one, six two and, and man that up and, and be cerebral enough to be able to blitz and and cover it because I guess a whole nother it's a whole nother type of skill set you got to have to play nickel and so um I was always a dude that like wanted to have everything in my arsenal just because you know you never knew what type of situation you were going to be in I, I didn't want to be like I got it always pressed and then I had to play off coverage and I felt weird or I had to blitz and I didn't necessarily feel comfortable doing it so like I, I would say my D coordinator back in the day was uh, Todd Grantham. He he was the one that introduced me to that position, that nickel position. And I was like, man, I don't I don't want to play nickel. You know, like it wasn't as popular as it was now. Right. But like for for my for my NFL career, man, I, I I owe all of that for real to to Todd Grantham because he uh, he allowed me to like really try to master that as much as I possibly could. It's still one of those things that's I think too that is like it's the guys you got to sell guys on it you know guys are I'm a safety I'm a corner you say I'm a nickel you, somebody comes in and says hey you want to be a nickel it's it takes a little bit of a sell but like you said it's another thing that you kind of put into your arsenal if you're able to do it and in the long term I think it's a huge benefit and there's some guys that man like you, you look at a guy like Tyke Smith I mean he's he's doing it and he's doing it really really well yeah yeah I, I Again, like I said, I, I think now it's it's a starting it's a starting corner position, right? At this point, so so like I was playing nickel, and you know, until, uh, when I was playing in Philly, I was probably leading the team in interceptions and pass breakups. But like one of my, one of my biggest things when I was like um, in Philly was I always wanted to be like introduced. You know, when you're playing like Monday night football and it's like, you know, blah, blah, blah from University of Georgia. Like they wouldn't do that for the nickel. <laughs> because they didn't consider it like a starting position. And so I was always pissed about it. But um, but now it's like it's a starting position and not only a starting position. It's like the most important position, really, when you talk about passing situations. Because like, you know, really even first, second and third down in today's football world, like our nickel's gonna be on the field right 11 personnel yeah. 10 personnel like that's just the mainstay of what we're looking at now and so um you, you gotta have a good nickel and they're and they're uh and they're hard to come by for real so so big ups to 
you know, Kamara for sliding in there, but like Javon can play it and, and Tyke's playing probably the best season. You know, he even thought he, 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 you know, the best season he could possibly have this, this year coming off injury. So, um, and there's a lot of versatility back there that I, again, I think will, will fare well for us like the, the, these upcoming games, because it's, it's, it's funny to say like how people were talking about how easy the schedule was in the preseason. Right. And like, obviously like, yeah, like, certain teams don't necessarily scare you on paper preseason, but as, as the SEC schedule always unfolds, like teams create identities. And, and that's the best thing about the SEC, right? Like every year teams are better and you never know who's going to come out. And so we, we got, we got like a real, a real, a real test for real the, the next couple of games. And, and, and they couldn't be peaking at the better time uh, defensively. We got a shout out here in the comments for you, by the way. Uh, Chuck uh, says uh, he won the fishing trip with you years ago, but you guys, you took him on a tour of Novacare. Uh, yeah, what's up, Chuck? That's my yeah, guy. Yeah, he said uh, he's a <laughs> diehard UGA fan from North uh, from New Jersey and said it was one of the greatest days of his life, meeting you and hanging out in the facility. So I, tell, I still remember it, brother. I still remember and And I met his family, and we actually still – uh, keep in touch like on social media so um oh yeah so yeah i, I for sure appreciate that brother yeah. so uh, let's talk about playing in the league you, you talked about that whole idea that uh you know i mean you were bringing up the fact that you wanted them to be like the monday night football and do all that stuff but what was it what was it about playing in the league what was it about doing football for a job because they're getting a taste of doing it for a job a little bit now at college and i guess y'all yeah. did too just in terms of preparation but what was it about doing it for a full-time job? Did did that did that fit you? Did you love that part of it? Or 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 how long did it take you to kind of get your feel of it? Um I didn't even really consider it a job, right? Like coming in. You're so naive. You're so naive. I was like 20, I don't even think I was 21 yet when I got to Philly. Or maybe I had just turned 21, but like it's you're fresh out of college, right? You don't realize the business of it. And so um, that like it never occurred to me that I could get cut and like, I mean, you know, you knew those things, but it's like that's not gonna happen to me. Like I'm a rookie. Like no matter how bad. So, but it's just none of that ever occurred to me, and I didn't think I really had time because when I first got to Philly, like I was thrusted into the start nickel position, and and I was, and I got drafted by um, Andy Reid, and so you know that was the time where Philly was like dream team with. Vic and Deshaun and Macklin and we like we had everybody and so they you know I, I'm I get thrown into this environment and I'm going against this like 10-year vet <laughs> named Ocilio Hanson who like I'm I'm actually cool with now we we still talk but like he's a 10-year vet he's he's the nickel he's been there for like eight years and I'm just thinking like I'm gonna learn from him you know and, and stuff but in reality we're in competition and so he didn't teach me anything so like day four I quickly, I quickly realized like oh this dude is like he i'm in competition with him for real and so i think that's when i realized like okay like every man for himself like you better start preparing for real because you ain't got no friends in this and you gotta you know you gotta establish establish your dude like right away and so um yeah i i, I think that's really the biggest change and kind of like that culture shock of like it's team but it's also like competition every day and um it's 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 a different environment it's it's a, it's, a, it's a stressful environment for sure if, if you've never been a part of uh you know something like that 
Uh, real quick, um, I'm looking at this picture of you up here. Um, listen, Father Time gets us all. I just got to know, does the deltoids still look like that? Are they still ripped up just like that? Hey, I I, I, I think so. I think, I'm, I, think I'm, I think I'm looking about like that still. That's my okay. goal, you know, like – Hey, good for you, dude. Uh, listen, good for you, man. I just, I just had to know because that, I mean, that's impressive looking right there. I'm just saying. Yeah. But this is the thing, though. This is the thing, though, Jake. Like it, it, it's counterproductive to my golf game. So I'm always like in this fight between like <laughs> staying big and like being limber. And and yeah, and that's been like my, that's been like the the struggle since I finished. Uh, you know, Brandon, I, I got to ask you, you know, what's it like? Uh, we, we talked to a couple of former guys, uh, former Georgia guys that we've had on this show to know that you were a guy who helped kind of lay the foundation for what's going on now in Athens. And then how satisfying and cool is it to just see it all kind of happen in the way that everybody always thought was possible? Yeah, um, it's cool because. Like, obviously, you you always want to be a part of a program that's winning. Right. And so um, regardless if I'm not there anymore, or anybody that played with me isn't there. Like the fact that Georgia is relevant, like we always hope to be um, makes us feel like we're still playing. Right. Like you are glued in every Saturday, you're locked into everything, Georgia. And and like the pride that we feel is, is, is never changing. And, and so luckily for me, like, um, I guess I should have said this when you y'all asked what I was doing. So 2021, I was actually a part of the athletic program. Josh Brooks, the new and now AD was our director of football ops back when I was playing. And so when I finished playing, I told Josh, like, man, it, it, this is a crazy story. In 2011, my last game, I told Josh we were at like a Wawa leaving Tampa because we lost in the Outback Bowl. I told him like, bro, one day you're going to be the AD at Georgia and I'm going to come back and work for you. I, I swear I told him this at the Wawa at the gas pump. He's like, okay. So we fast forward. This man really is the AD. And so I and so he had been asking me for like a jersey for a while because we always kept in touch. And so six months passed and I just kind of forget about it. And then, like, one day it popped in my mind. So I sent him a jersey. I put a note in there, and I said, like, I'm ready to come back to Georgia, you know, like, whenever you, you're ready or whatever. And so he calls me, and he's like, well, we actually, you know, got something open if you want to try. Long story short, there was a position open. I, I went back to Georgia. And so I kind of got into the athletic program. And and because of that, I got kind of connected more with Kirby and um, was able, you know, kind of speak to recruits and, and, uh, you know, like really be back more involved. And so um, yeah. I guess I went on a tangent, but but I'm, I'm trying to say all that to say, like, I couldn't have picked a better time to be more connected, right? Like, because obviously we won back-to-back -back championships, but like, man, just being there and really understanding and seeing how he's created a culture and like how that culture is sustainable and like what it really now means to be a part of the G is like, it's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. And so, um, you know, everything's good when you're winning. But I think when you create a culture and you create something that, that's sustainable, like people know what's different about it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can walk into Athens now. You can walk into Butts Mirror and, and the football facility and be like, oh, this is different than when we were there. You know what I'm saying? Like like we had great players, but like there's a there's an extra level to it now. 
I wanted to ask you when you come back to Athens, obviously you get to come back a lot, but what, what off campus, what's your spot? Where, where, where do you like to kind of get back to and, and, you know, where you grab some, grab something to eat or grab a drink or whatever you decide to do. Where do you like to, where's one place you kind of get back to more often than, than any other? Um, that's a, that's a good question. I, I honestly don't have like a, a one spot, like, because okay. when I was there, when I was there after the games, we'd all meet up at like Flanagan's downtown, right? Like, oh yeah, was like the, I was like a football meetup, yeah. and then we figure out what we're gonna do after that. Um, I think that's still. Yeah, I, had a, I had a buddy that tended oh. bar in downstairs in Flanagan's. Yeah, I also. Yeah, my buddy used to Tim Bar downstairs playing. His name was Nate. Oh, for real? And uh, <laughs> yeah, we used to post up at the corner of the bar, and he'd be like, "Listen, I'm not making you drinks, but I will pour you shots." Yeah, and yeah. that was it. And it was it got it got not pretty a few times. Uh, I lived, yeah, I, I lived yeah. above Flanagan's also. Just so you lived sure. above Flanagan? I did. Yeah, I lived in the apartment on top of Flanagan's. Yeah, that we was... probably didn't get any sleep. No, <laughs> I didn't need a lot in those days, man. <laughs> back, when, uh, back when Jason Blatz was running that place. Yeah, yeah. you know what though? Like I, I, I told myself I was gonna make it a point to try to like just go downtown after a game and like. In my yeah. mind, it makes in my mind it makes sense, but I doubt it's gonna happen for real. Just go out like one more time. <laughs> so it might be this. It might be this Saturday. We'll see. But like, yeah, we planning is we used to hit like on the rocks, and then the owner of that would like let us in the freezer because we didn't have no money back then, right? This was way before NIL, so we'd go out, go yeah. in there, and like, you know, try to try to do what we we do real quick so we can get get the free drinks and, and move on, and so. Um, it was some fun times, man, for real. But yeah, I'd say Flanagan's and then I went back recently. Um, they got like a what's the what's the vegan burger spot? I'm I'm pescatarian, so like I'm slutty I'm vegan, eat. isn't it? Slutty vegan, yeah. yeah. So every yeah. time I'm there, I try to go to slutty vegan um and and, and get some of that. And it's pretty good. It's uh that's I'll I'll tell you this. Uh if you want to go out one more time. Just be careful. It's going to be different. You're going to, it's not going to feel yeah, like it so did when you were 20, brother. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Tell, it tell is me so more. Tell me more. No, it's, uh, it's, it, it's, there's a Target down there, man. There's a CVS <laughs> down there. It's, it's got a little corporate down there. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I, I meant how you're going to, I meant how you're going to feel on Saturday morning. Yeah, uh, you're gonna feel you're not. It's gonna feel a lot. Hey, listen, there. that's a well-tuned machine we're looking at right there, Roos. He ain't he ain't like me. He ain't made out of Pillsbury dough. You know, like <laughs> he can process it. No, I can't. Hey, that that liquor still gonna hit the same. Now that that hangover is is gonna feel like a a, a Monday after yeah Monday after a pro football game. I don't. I, don't, I want no parts of it. <laughs> No, uh, you know, uh, also too, uh, obviously, Brandon, I, I, people think of you as a, a Georgia Bulldog, rightfully so, but but the connection with Philly, it's cool to see the Philly dogs, right? I mean, it's 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 really interesting to kind of see that. And again, I'm going to say, I'm going to give you some credit here. I think you probably were a guy who laid the groundwork for that uh, moving forward. I'd like to think so. You know, I'd like to think so. But there were there were a couple of other, other ones, like, like when I was coming to Georgia, Jeff Owens was like, um, a big time player yeah. at Georgia, really. You know about that. And when I got to Georgia, he helped. Like he was like my, um, I guess my guide on my recruiting visit. And so Jeff took me out and like you know showed me around and everything. And so um, I always respected Jeff because he was like a super senior because he had stayed for like 
five or six years since he got injured. And and so he he got drafted to um uh, to Philly as well. And and so um yeah, you know, like I always we're not gonna talk about the Falcons, but to me, please don't. <laughs> it makes a ton of sense for any NFL organization to just draft SEC players, right? Like, like Philly's figured it out, bro. Like Bama, Georgia, LSU, oh, like they, and and look at the product. And so, like, yeah, I'm I'm extremely I'm extremely proud to be a Georgia Bulldog, but I'm also extremely proud to be an Eagle because I feel like that that uh, that organization is kind of like minded with Georgia. Like, and like there's a pres- there's a prestige about it. I was gonna say too, it's kind of cool. You know, Georgia on um, Georgia doing incredible things right now. Also, Andy Reid out in Kansas City just killing it, yeah. man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so all right, last question for me. And we ask, I kind of asked the same last question to everybody, so does Roos. Um, I'm not gonna go through all the histrionics here, but I will say this: you get a chance to organize your own funeral. You've left us and you get to send yourself out your own kind of homecoming into the into the pearly gates, right? Who's uh, who's going to send you out? Who's going to eulogize you? Can be a comedian, can be a singer, can be an you know an artist, whatever. Doesn't matter. Who's sending poet? Doesn't matter. Who who's sending you out? Dog, what? I have never. That's the that's a question I have never heard in my life. <laughs> we kind of have polar right. opposite questions because you're going to know the answer to your question that he's going to ask you immediately. Yeah, right. yeah. But a lot oh, of yeah. folks are going to struggle to answer mine. So it's it, that we that's kind of why we structure them this way. But. Man, who's gonna eulogize me? Um, obviously, family, but like I, I would want like a, I would want like a, I don't know the word. I guess like a collage of, of videos from 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 everybody, right? Like I want to know like what I, you know, what everybody that I thought I had a great relationship with, or like people that I came across, how I impacted them. So I would love for uh, that to just be like a an array of different stories and like, you know, uh, experiences that we encountered together. Because I mean, you know, like at the end of the day, that's all we got, right? That's all you yeah. got. And it doesn't matter even for me and my former teammates. Like there were, there, there's sometimes when we, we come to Athens on Saturday and you see a dude you only play with for one year, he didn't even make it to the league. And you, and you see somebody that played for 12 years and, and like, you're able to connect like you like you were back in Athens because the experiences that you had are are really all that matters. No, you know, none of that other stuff does. And so, um, for me, I would I would hope that it's some some cool stories out there about how we had good times with good people. And so, I would want that to kind of be one of those lasting things. I like that. I like that. I don't think that'd be too hard. I don't think no, it'd be too no. hard. I, I think which unless you just outlived them all. Which one of which one of your teammate which one of your your former teammates might need to be the most censored in that uh in the in their, their eulogy? <laughs> we talking we talking about Georgia? Yeah, let's say yeah. let's say Georgia. Who's who's gonna have to hold back a little bit? <laughs> who's gonna have to hold back? Uh, probably. I don't know if y'all remember Sanders Cummings. Oh yes, yeah. Okay. He was my he was my he was my roommate. Man, I could have swore had... I could have swore for a second there you were about to say C Rob. I thought you were going to say Christian Robinson for a second there because nah. that's the name that popped into my mind immediately. I don't know why. 
Well, Christian was my roommate too. Um, but you know, Christian, Christian, Christian ain't gonna do nothing he ain't supposed to do. But 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 <laughs> the Sanders Cummins is the yeah. He he wanted him like wake up today and and he's got all he needs for the day type dudes. And so I I, I don't I don't know what he would say about me. But we had <laughs> we had a lot of experiences together. That I like we that. Go, we we kept in Athens. I we we had we had this house called 1290. It was me, him, and and another dude named Israel Troop, and they they like the party. So we called ourselves the 1290. It's really we called ourselves the 1290 boys, and it's really amazing that I even like did what I did because my house was dysfunctional. Like we <laughs> we we weren't we weren't super focused <laughs> <laughs> for real. Yeah. Uh, but Athens will do that. It will. Oh, um, all right. So my question for everybody uh, and for you, Brandon Boykin, uh, like Jake said, typically people are pretty quick on the draw here. What is the worst hotel room that Brandon Boykin has ever stayed in? Ooh, worst hotel room I've ever stayed in. I'm a kind of a neat freak. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a neat freak. and I'm like type A. But I will never forget. I'll just tell y'all a Georgia one because, like, I never forget. We had to go play Ole Miss. How fitting. We had to go play Ole Miss my senior year, and we went to Tupelo. And uh, we stayed at, like, it wasn't even a hotel. It was like a motel. Like, it was like the, the, the rooms were outside. <laughs> and so, you know, we walk in, and I'm like, dog, this is, this is, this is already, like, strike one on, like, preparation. Like, yeah. Y'all could have picked something better, but I guess this was the only hotel in the area because we're in Mississippi, right? And so, anyway, we go and we and we go eat, and we had to like walk across the street to go eat. And then when we go eat, there was like roaches in like the, I never there were like roaches in the macaroni or something. Oh, and so me and like Jarvis Jones was were the first people to see it, and so we you know we start freaking out, telling everybody like, oh, there's roaches in the food. And so we get back to the room and. And uh, like the TV didn't work. Um, my toilet had somebody had already took a dump in the toilet. And I was like, <laughs> I was like is, this, is this a joke? Are we really staying here? Um, but that was before two national championships, too. So I'm sure if they ever traveled to Ole Miss, they, they won't be staying there. But no, it was Tupelo. We were somewhere in Tupelo, Mississippi in a, in a motel. And we played Ole Miss. And we won, but I will never forget, and I will never go back. I'll never go back to Mississippi. I have no reason to go back, and I, I don't plan on it. Nope, nobody ever forgets their worst motel room. I, I can... <laughs> hey, I stayed yeah. in La Quinta in, in Tupelo back in 2016 when Georgia played on Mississippi. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't the worst I've ever stayed in. It's kind of holiday in-esque. You know, it wasn't too bad. But, uh, okay. Brandon, we it, thank it you so much. Fun. Thanks for uh, thanks for making time for us, dude. We appreciate it. I uh, hope – Wish you all, you know, well in all your endeavors. Wish golf score down, dad time yeah. goes up, and uh, yeah. and enjoy your stuff in the media. And uh, I hope uh, I hope we get a chance to see you on Saturday. Absolutely, brother. Thank you all for uh, having me, man. And I'll see you all soon. And uh, hopefully we get this three feet so we can we can hang out in Athens and I'll get another <laughs> ring. I can hang around and give me a ring. I'll take it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. All right, Dave. We'll see you. All right, um, I'm trying to figure out whether I've got the uh, whether I've got the gas to go any further. Let's uh, let's let's go pretty let's go pretty quick here. 
and uh, hit me with uh, hit me with with a question. See if I can think of something to ask you too. Okay, uh, so, hmm, uh, gosh, <laughs> am I as sick as I've ever been? Yes, yes, I. Am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, so here that let's play off of that. When when Jake Rowe is sick, uh, is there a go to thing? Like, do you are you a couch guy? Do you cook the soup? Do you do the what's 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 sort of your standard protocol? How what is Jake Rowe's remedy for illness? I'm sorry for the visual, but it is it is to get neck deep in a bathtub. I just <laughs> I, I I just I keep the water cycling as hot as I can possibly get it, especially if I've got like a fever like I do now. Um, I will, uh, you know, cause I kind of get the chills and the body aches a little bit. I'll pop a couple Advil or pop a couple Tylenol and then I just go just get absolutely, you know, get into the bathtub best I can. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, cause I am, uh, I'm thieved up right now. And, uh, that's the one thing that kind of gets me comfortable to get into like a good hot bath and so uh, no chicken yeah. noodle soup or no, nah, not really. Um, I drink a lot of Sprite. Um, you know, especially yeah, if my stomach is, and the is not Yeah, I drink a lot of Sprite. Um, I, you know, I've, I've had an appetite today. Um, you know, honestly, I've been calling them morale I boosters. You're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I've been calling them morale boosters all day, but I've been, uh, I've had like five or six starbursts today just to kind of, mm. you know, give me a little pick me up inside my noggin a little bit and be like, all right, you know, I can. This Starburst tastes real good. I may live. Um, otherwise, I, I, ate, I, I ate an absurd amount of Starburst around Halloween, man. Like, uh, like yeah, I was just we got them everywhere. Them. Oh my god! What, what, what when you're reaching for a Starburst, what color are you reaching for first? Oh, the the pink ones. Yeah, of course. I don't, of course. Know, I don't even know if there's technically strawberry, but yeah. Uh, and then I, my, I have an order. I like pink, cherry. Yes. I really like the lemon ones a lot. I've I've gone grown to like the lemon ones over the okay, years a lot. But okay, the orange the oranges answer. are really good too. The orange is great. The lemon is throw the lemon in the garbage. Uh, None of them bother me. No, I agree. I, overall, the worst Starburst better than the best salad I've ever had. All right, um, uh, I'm going to ask you. Uh, I need an honest review, a, a, a an honest review of the Lumiere Casino in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> Oh boy, um, the Lumiere Casino has seen better days, is what I would say about it. It uh, somebody said, and it stuck with me all weekend. They said, they said this is this was an abandoned embassy suites, and I think that that may be the case of what it was, dude. Like the thing was the whole the whole. I've place never been good. blown away at it be looking terrible. Like the only the only real downside I've ever experienced there's the fact that people are just chain smoking in there. Uh, well, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, the casino. You said the casino. I'm talking hotel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you didn't go to the yeah. casino? I did. I went to the casino as well. The casino, the casino had its own problems. We'll start at the hotel. It was, uh, the, the hotel, like I said, a little busted. I came in, there wasn't a comforter on the bed. The shower was probably not as clean as the one in my house. And I'm a single man. So my house is, or my, I, I'm a bachelor and, I, my shower is cleaner um, than the one at the hotel. Um, the casino, though, I'll, all I wanted to do on Saturday was watch the Georgia-Missouri game. I just wanted to find a place and have a place to watch it, right? There was nowhere to do that. Um, they did not have a sports bar in this place. It was like, 
it was it's it was terrible. Uh, there were the the TV situation by the bar in the casino was like over in a corner, which was like thirty yards from the the bar. There were some TVs in the poker room for some reason. The video poker bar had TVs. Stench <coughs> of raw sewage, uh, which really was oh. kind of a kiss on. Yeah, that was kind of a kiss on top, and everybody could smell that. Um, uh, that was not just something that was happening in my mind. So um, it was uh, it was rough, man. Uh, you know that was they that place needs significant upgrades, is what I would say. Um, no, I hate to hear it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't gamble. I didn't hang out at the casino very much at all. Um, I went over there. I watched some of the game there. Um, I watched a bunch of it back at the room. Um, it's a it's an area with so much potential, and both of those properties have so much potential. But like, you couldn't the whole uh, the whole um, place was sold out. The whole hotel was sold out for the show, and like the downstairs um, the downstairs bar was closed. The one bar in the hotel was closed. They couldn't no, bother to open the bar. And you, you had every room full in the whole place, and you couldn't open the bar. Um, so everybody, of course, just went to you know nearby bars or whatever. But anyway, it, it could use some work. I will say that was a cool uh, stadium, though, and I was shocked that they had kept it in such good shape. It's where the Rams used to play. Okay, Rams have been gone since 2015. And uh, yeah. that place was in, that place was in really good shape, man. They they have done a good job. I said in Atlanta they would have just bulldozed that thing and you know built a yeah, high rise time. and a multi use venue. So yeah, it would have been gone several years ago. Um, yep. if, if that thing was in Atlanta, they they don't really have much uh, nostalgia. I mean, I guess they left the Brave Stadium up, you know, there in South, you know, in downtown open, but uh, but that worked they, out for everybody. Yeah, it did. It did hundred yeah. percent. All right, we'll be back with you guys on Wednesday. That's tomorrow. Uh, I'm a little confused here because tonight's Tuesday. That's tomorrow. We'll be back with you with uh, the Georgia show, pregame show Saturday morning and postgame show Saturday night after Georgia Ole Miss. Uh, Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful uh, Tuesday night, and uh, we'll see you very soon. Take care. Roll, roll. Mm -hmm.